Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the holiday Rough House Podcast. Uh, episode 257 for December 26, 2021. I'm Marty. Hola, bienvenidos. Soy Christoph y uh, bienvenidos al podcast uh, Casa de Ruffo. <laughs> <laughs> got a little, got a little uh, questionable in the Espanol see, at the see? end there. I tried. See? <laughs> uh, but hi, everybody. I uh, hope you Feliz are. Feliz Yes. I uh, hope you're enjoying a. No, that's happy birthday. Feliz Navidad. No, 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 no. We're, we're celebrating Jesus's birthday. That's what we're doing right here, oh, right now, Chris. Okay. All right, I need to take a sidetrack real quick because yes. the story is hysterical. Uh, this is so, a wrestling you know, podcast, by the way, and uh, thanks for yeah, they listening know. and jumping in. Yep. Nobody's tuning in for the first time. Yeah. There's five people who listen. Uh, so, <laughs> and we can name all five of them. Uh. <laughs> uh, as you know, host Bar Trivia. Yes. So had uh, this was a game in Hartford County. Yes. So you can... Uh, this past it, holiday week, I assume? No, no, no. This is this has happened a while ago. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But it, it involves... Uh, the aforementioned birth of uh, Jesus. Jesus Cristo. Yeah. So, um, it's, and it's an older crowd in Harford County. So you yeah. can kind of imagine the type of clientele. Oh yeah, I, I, I have to cross that Harford County line every time I visit the in-laws. And let me tell you, the yeah. signage makes it clear where you are. Very fucking clear. Yeah. Crystal fucking clear. So there was a question, uh, how many holidays, uh, how many federal holidays are based around the uh, a person's birth. Wow. Okay, so you know you've got your President's Day, you've got your MLK Day, uh-huh. um, uh, and I think there. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Labor Day. I, don't feel I like, mean, labor being birth. Yeah. Uh, no? Sure. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, whatever the answer was, and I know I'm missing one, and I apologize. Um, uh, whatever the answer was, a team factored in Christmas as mm-hmm. one of the correct one of their answers here. And I had to explain uh, Christmas is the, the, the holiday Christmas in terms of federal holidays is not because of the birth of some mythical religious figure. It's, it's a secular holiday that everybody, that the majority of people celebrate. So they give people off for that. So they argued, well, Jesus was a real person. And I go, was he? <laughs> and that did not go well. Oh, bud. Oh, <laughs> bud. You not go uh, well. I really should have thought that through. <laughs> uh, I got Christoph like a lot hanging out in Harford County deciding, you know what? Time to do a little Bill Hicks on their asses. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I figure they are Hicks. So, you hey. know, Jason. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, no, that uh, that was uh, I got some eyes that I, night. I, look, did I get it. Go uh, well. Speaking speaking from personal experience, sometimes you just go, you know what? I want to fight from under for this show. So yeah. Throw out some controversial opinions and try to d- get the crowd yeah. on my side. Uh, one of my personal favorite ones is that pandas shouldn't exist. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that you went there. And um, hey, man. I, I'm amazed you did not. Eat. You know who would really be proud of you? Bully Ooh. Ray. Because you were getting <laughs> some heat, friend. Some real <laughs> was a real to God heat. It was a real yeah. heel that day. Yeah, still not the best joke I ever pulled out of trivia. Uh, best joke I ever pulled. I don't know. I, I apologize if I said this story before, but I was really yeah. proud of it. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> there was a uh, a question about when um, the uh, president <clears throat> and first lady invited the queen uh, to a state dinner and they served them hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, well, the answer was, what did they serve them? And the answer, yeah. the, the question was, what did they serve them? And the answer was hot dogs. Yes. But the way the question was worded, uh, it said, what sitting U.S. president? Oh, I'm sorry. The, the sitting U.S. president, FDR and Mrs. Roosevelt. And then I go, man, he really was a sitting fucking president, <laughs> was he? Uh, <laughs> Bravo. 
Bravo. <laughs> and I... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did the I did the old comedian you know cell yeah. where where you stop and you bang the microphone on your leg and mm-hmm. and, and laugh yeah, the, and, the 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 Chappelle before you the, know, yeah. just calling out yeah. trans people was the Chappelle well you know uh, <laughs> that that was in a more uh, that was in a Towson room which yeah 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 which, much which better much place better. a and bit I, better in in the T yeah side. yes yeah yeah I got yeah. a couple groans but it was the good kind of groan the, yeah. oh man yeah that was, <laughs> I was I was happy with that one that one that's, uh, that one sits fondly on my mantle that that's some good stuff uh, but yes folks anyway. this is a pro wrestling podcast uh it's a holiday <laughs> week which means uh it, it's really been quiet um although we're we're on the precipice of some big things uh within the next few weeks you know we've got uh the the homecoming to jacksonville of aew plus the debut of uh dynamite on tbs we've got right. wrestle kingdom all three nights oh, yeah. coming up. Uh, we've got a pay-per-view for WWE coming next Sunday, day one. Uh, but in the meantime, it, it's been generally quiet with uh, a few different things. So this may be a shorter episode, but we're, we're going to dig into what happened anyway. And so you say that, and then we'll talk for an hour 15 about it, bullshit. It, exactly, so. exactly. But uh, <laughs> let's very quickly just jump into... The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So, Chris, a few weeks ago, the lowest rated segment in Raw history aired. Okay. It was, unfortunately, the women's championship match (laughs) between (laughs) Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Wow. Would you be surprised if I were to tell you that they have decided that at day one, which is this coming Sunday on Pekak, that they are going to run back Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. And more importantly, this week on Raw, we got what felt like a 25-minute promo by Liv Morgan that was the most mumble-mouthed WWE-speak promo I've ever heard in my entire life. Ah, well, my first thought is, why would you fucking watch that? Well... I, I, I just perused the YouTube for this because I uh, heard it was bad uh, and I bailed out early. Okay. Uh, it, right. it, it was fucking awful. And, and what was even more ridiculous was it was built off of a social media angle where Liv Morgan went to attack Becky. Oh, my God. I saw at that. Seth Rollins wrestling school in Iowa. And it was a fake Becky. This this thing was one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen in my life. It was really bad. And what was even dumber was this became the precipice of an angle on Raw. And it was it was garbage, but getting garbage, but getting garbage. I think Liv Morgan is a decent talent. I, I think she could probably flourish under the right direction and environment. Yeah. But, it, but she's terrible at reading lines. Yeah, she's not really what I would call a natural baby face. Uh, if anything, uh-huh. she's probably more leaning towards the Harley Quinn esque heel, uh, which was basically what she was during her time in the Riot Squad. Uh, it's it, it, she is such a, a, a perfect example of how the current WWE system helps no one and makes everyone look worse. Because yeah. you, you yeah. have, on the other side of this, Becky Lynch, who is supposed to be pushed as this top-tier heel for the women's division on Raw. Uh, it's clear that they're building to her versus Bianca Belair as a big-time match. They're going to put the heat back on Bianca Belair for SummerSlam, or so you think, or so you'd hope. But instead, Becky still comes off like the top face of the women's division because the live crowds fucking hate everyone they put against her. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, that's a, that's a tough situation they've written themselves into yes. <laughs> yes. on purpose yes. because they're idiots and don't know how to run their own company. Yeah, creatively at least. Yeah, business wise they're doing gangbusters. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're doing phenomenal business. But when you release half your fucking uh, roster and sign a couple big TV deals, then you're you know you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, it's just it's just so weird. Also weird is having not one but two talk show segments on your pro wrestling program as there was both a Miz TV and a cutting edge. 
Oh yeah, I forgot that with Edge comes the cutting edge. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, we didn't get a KO show in there as well. Uh, you know, I just I get mean, complete the trifecta. You know what? You know what? Maybe they'll they'll throw that on Raw next week. But uh, the the whole thing with the the Miz TV was used uh, to finally break up AJ Styles and Omos. So that's that's not a thing anymore. Oh, that's a really tall guy, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, a very, okay. very tall man of which he was a tag champion. And then the cutting edge was uh, Edge interviewing Maurice to continue to put over the feud that no one gives a fuck about. Okay, so there. Okay, so there were two talk show segments on Raw, both involving the Mizanins. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Yes, there was. Man. You're really selling raw to me right now, but yeah, no, it's 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 fucking bad, uh, so bad that uh, they had to just bring the stink on down because uh, AJ Styles made an appearance on NXT this week. First time ever, uh, I, I believe so. Uh, but the, the the whole reason why uh, it happened was uh, Grayson Waller, who uh, is the guy who, who got is? the rub of uh, beating up Johnny Gargano on the way out. Uh, okay. Was he an indie guy? I should know. Uh, not that I recall. Uh, okay. He, he's a terrible some, name. He's some white dork with bleach blonde hair. Um, mm. He proceeded to follow up the attack on Raw by making fun of AJ Styles on social media. So AJ confronted him on NXT this week. And um, did they have a match? Uh, no. Uh, it it okay. looks like that they are setting up one. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, Styles just made fun of him. Uh, in front of the okay. crowd of 200 plus people in the performance center. So that's sure. Cool. Okay. Uh, other bits of note, at least because, you know, raw and SmackDown were basically in a holding period with the pay-per-view coming up this coming week. They're both doing go home shows. Actually, sorry. Only raw is doing a go home show because SmackDown is going to be a best of 2021 on FS one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, is that because of, like, bowl games or something? Uh, it was going to be because of the um, Live in Times Square show they were doing, hosted by oh, Ken Jeong yeah. and um, uh, what's his name from Community? Uh, Joel McHale. They were going to be okay. hosting uh, a Live in Times Square show, but it's been canceled due to Omicron. So, okay. So they're not going to instead do a live SmackDown or anything like that. Uh, SmackDown will still be on FS1. It'll still be a clip show. Um, so what are they doing? What are they airing on Fox proper then? Not sure. Hasn't been announced yet. Okay. All right. So that's, that's weird. But, uh, NXT also set up, uh, matches for their new year's evil show, which will be happening, uh, on January four. Uh, they are going to run back Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun breaker for the NXT championship. They're going to have a triple threat. For the NXT Women's Championship between Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, and Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. And they're going to have a title unification match between the North American champion Carmelo Hayes and Cruzador champion Roddy well, Strong. So they so, are killing off the Cruzador title, huh? Yeah, they are definitely killing off the Cruzador title. Also of note, uh, are you familiar with Harland, Chris? Harland? Harland yes. Williams, the comedian? No, yeah, hilarious. No, 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 no. Harland, the professional wrestler. Harlan, Texas, where Justified uh, took place. That, that, I'm, that I'm familiar with. Uh, no. Or not. No. I'm, I was so, Harlan, Harlan, Tennessee, Kentucky. Harlan, Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. I think that's what it was. Harlan, Texas. Uh, no, I was Har- thinking of uh, Strickland. Strickland Propane. Strickland Propane and Propane Accessories, where Hank Hill uh, worked in uh, King of the Hill. Is that a. Uh, it's no? No, still no. No. Harlan yeah. uh, is the. Pro wrestling name of Parker Bordeaux, uh, Bordeaux rather. Okay, uh, Parker right. Bordeaux He's was a big uh, bottle of wine. Uh, was the gentleman who looked like Baby Brock Lesnar that uh, that recently got signed by NXT? Okay. And you'll be happy to know uh, they shaved his uh, head and eyebrows, so now he just looks like a giant baby. And uh, he uh, he's. Paired up with Joe Gacy, who, of course, is doing the cancel culture gimmick. And uh, he beat up uh, this Harlan guy, beat up Brian Kendrick last week. So they're going to have a match on NXT this coming week. Sorry, Brian Kendrick is still employed. Brian Kendrick is not only employed, he's a producer most of the time. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Brian Kendrick. Yes, the. The Brian Kendrick. Wow. Um, Okay. 
also how, a okay. oh go ahead. How, how long has it been since the cruiserweight classic uh god was that 2016 2017 we're, we're like four or five years here cruiserweight classic uh cruiserweight classic was 2016 wow five years so five years so we're five years past and that mm-hmm. was correct me if i'm wrong going back here it was morrow and daniel bryan doing commentary it was and uh daniel bryan was actually really great on commentary he was, he was. Yeah. And that tournament included the likes of Kota Ibushi. Yes. Zack Sabre, the junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Yep. Uh, let me see. TJP, who won the whole fucking TJ thing. TJ Perkins, yep. Um, man, uh, the, the aforementioned, the Brian Kendrick. Uh, yes, yes. He was uh, awesome. Champa and Gargano. Yes, both in there, who weren't officially signed at the time. Right, right. Uh, wow. I, mean, I, I have the full list if you'd like. Yeah, to yeah. Lay, lay out who I who uh, I missed. In alphabetical here. order, uh, Akira Tozawa, who is still employed, by the way. Okay. All right. Oh, there was some uh, like Metalik or somebody. Uh, yeah. Right. And Metalik yeah. was in there. Um, yeah. Alejandro Sayez, not familiar with him, but apparently he's from Chile. Okay. Uh, Anthony jacket. Bennett, uh, Aria Davari. The Brian uh-huh. Kendrick, Cedric Alexander, Clement Perot, Damac from Germany, um, Damien Slater. Not to be confused with Willie Mac. No, from... no, not to be confused with him. Yeah. Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah. He's also still employed. Uh, Fabian Eichner, who uh, okay. is the Imperium. Yeah. Uh, so he's next. He tag team champion. Uh, Grand Metalik. The Shira brothers, uh, the the Bollywood boys, the Singh brothers, uh, Gurv Shira, Harv Shira. Okay. Ho-Ho Loon. Ho-Ho Loon. I remember Ho-Ho. Ho-Ho Loon, who ended up in Dragon Gate in Japan for a while. He actually has been one of the English commentators uh, for Dragon Gate. He's actually coming to the States and working some GCW shows. Okay. Jack Gallagher, remember him? Oh, oh, yeah. That was before the pirate ship chest tattoo and the yes, sexual assault allegations. Yeah, uh, Jason <laughs> Lee, not to be confused with my name is Earl. Okay, uh, all right, yeah. Johnny Brody Gargano, Banks. Kenneth Johnson, Kota Ibushi, Lindsay Dorado. Oh, Kenny Johnson, the Spear Squad? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, some other guy. Okay. Um, Kota Ibushi, Lince Dorado, Mustafa Ali, another guy oh, yeah. just kind of lost into the ether. Noam Dar, who is still on NXT UK. Raul uh, Mendoza, Rich Swan. Uh, uh, that's another. Oh guy. yeah, I mean I he's an impact, but still. Um, Sean Maluda, TJ Perkins, Tajiri. Oh, I forgot about Tajiri being in that. Yeah, uh, current MLW middleweight champion. Tajiri. Yeah, I so. uh, Tommaso Ciampa, pretty decent. Tony Nice. Tyson Dukes and Zack Saber Jr. Wow, yeah, a lot of those guys went on to some, uh, or a couple of those guys went on to some, you know, moderate success. Yeah, but that that tweet from uh, Zack Saber Jr. to Kota Ibushi continues to ring through the years of Kota mate. We made the right decision. Yeah, so. <laughs> no fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, just on the WWE tip, because I, I think it's kind of uh, an interesting footnote. Bobby Stevenson, the brother of Gable Stevenson. Oh, okay, uh, the uh, the Olympic guy. Yes, college uh, wrestling champion. Bobby Stevenson made his 205 Live debut this week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know he got signed. Is he, I guess he's also a wrestler, and why wasn't it the other one? Why wasn't it Gable? Uh, well, Gable's still in college. Gable's going to finish up college first. But, uh, okay, you yeah. big dummy. Yeah, very, very weird. Make very that money, strange. man. The body won't won't hold out forever. You can get a college degree later. Yeah. Um, I got a I, I got a a new company for us to talk about, Chris. Oh boy! So I have a new sound effect. Pro wrestling gorilla, Chris. Oh, yeah, PWG. They announced their, what, um, the BOLA they announced their entrance, yeah, right? they announced all 16 participants for the Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, it will be happening the weekend of Royal Rumble, which tells you oh, how little they care now. Because literally, like, the past three or four PWG shows have been on the night of WWE pay-per-views, and they still sell out. So, yeah. like, whatever. Well, but, of course, PWG doesn't stream. 
Yeah. PWG is primarily still a DVD product, which is fucking weird. Um, yeah. So God only knows when we're going to to see these uh, these talents um, actually have this tournament for those of us who can't be in Los Angeles on uh, January 29th and 30th. But uh, here are the 16 names. It's a hell of a field. Um, we've got PWG world champion Bandito, Ring of Honor oh, world yeah. champion Jonathan Gresham. Okay. Uh, from AEW, there's Leah Rush, Daniel Garcia, and Lee Moriarty. Okay. We've got Jonah, Jonah Rock. Jonah Rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Shelley, Kevin Blackwood, who is a uh, SoCal guy, so they're definitely keeping uh-huh. some local folks in there. Black Taurus. Jack oh, yeah. Cartwheel, another local guy. Uh, Aramis. Is his gimmick doing cartwheels? It actually legit is. Yes. Um, Aramis, Davy Richards, J.D. Drake, Ray Horace. Oh, nice. A gentleman named Philip Five Skulls. There's more to that in a minute. Okay. And number 16 announced over the holiday weekend, Buddy Matthews will be making his PWG okay. debut. So Philip Five Skulls. There was a a tweet that went viral in wrestling Twitter uh, earlier this year. It says, literally every time PWG has a show, someone is like, quote, Philip Five Skulls from Dayton is really making a name and PWG, excuse me, PWG should book him. Quote, why no women at PWG? And quote, how do I download the show that happened 12 years ago? Fucking promotions need a user's manual. Uh PWG clearly aware of this. They have announced that Philip Five Skulls will be in the tournament, so it's a mystery opponent. We'll okay. have to I was see who say, it was. Is. There actually a person in Dayton called Philip Five Skulls? No, or, no, no, no. Okay, there's not right. actually someone named Philip Five Skulls. Uh, but uh, the the current leading guesses, and I don't think it's going to be either one of these people, being that it's Dayton, the in ring return of a Chris Hero. Okay. Or. A gentleman named Phil who has at least five skull tattoos, a CM Punk debut. Uh, I don't think it's really going to be either one of them. I, I'd be more inclined whew. to believe that it's Super Dragon making his return or something like that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, PWG really does put on a great product. I just wish it was more accessible. I, I, I dude, it is such if, an arcade. If they streamed Bola, yes. we would have a party. A two night yes. party, yeah, <laughs> every week, every year to watch Bola, yeah, hundred percent. Or if it was like the VOD comes out the same week or something like that, which yeah. is not unheard of in this day and age for indie wrestling that they put a VOD out either, you know, the the next day because of streaming or that week because they have to edit it or whatever. But the right. fact that it's you know two or three months until a DVD comes out. And then, you know, if you want to to not buy a physical disc and you want to be legit, you have to wait for a VOD to come out. I mean, yes, people rip the DVDs and put them on the Internet basically the day that people get them in the mail. But it's just like it feels so archaic. Yeah, it's too much, uh, too much squeeze for the for uh, stale juice. Essentially, it's like, you know, months down the line, it's like, "Ah, I I don't care anymore. Yeah, these lineups Uh, are killer like that. That's a hell of a field. I would love to see how it plays out. I can't wait to see how some of the first round matches come together and so on. But sure, it's just it's just weird. Uh, Also on the indie tip, Chris, have you noticed that uh, the Ring of Honor world title getting defended fucking everywhere since the closure of Ring of Honor? I think of honor is definitely coming back. Well, yes. Well, we'll we'll see if if that actually holds out to be true that Ring of Honor is coming back. But uh, Jonathan Gresham defending the belt. He's already defended it once in GCW. Just announced he'll be defending it at the GCW Hammerstein Ballroom Show next month. Okay. Uh, also announced Jonathan Gresham will be defending his Ring of Honor World Title at the next big Impact Show, Hard to Kill. So he's defending oh. it in another company, but also kind of a fun twist. Terminus, which is the Jonathan Gresham promotion that yeah. is having their first show in Atlanta next month. They've announced that Bandito will be defending his Ring of Honor world title at that show because Bandito was technically never pinned for the championship. 
Okay, I don't need another legitimate, illegitimate championship yeah. storyline. I'm, I'm having a hard time caring about the one in the promotion I actually well, kind of watch, uh, <laughs> being New Japan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, okay. I mean, I'm sure Bandito Gresham, the match itself, will be fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, come on. Yeah, kind kind of mess. Kind of a mess, kind of weird, but uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, speaking of the Terminus debut show, they announced Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty for that show, which probably a pretty nice. fun match. Uh, I would, I'd rather watch Jonathan Gresham defend that title against Jordan Grace. Well, Chris, we we've definitely <laughs> gone on at length about how you would want to see that, see what submission holds get moved, that sort of thing. Um, but you know what? Let's just dig into it, Chris. Let's talk about the shows that. I, I know you at least watch one of these two. Let's talk about the shows we watched this week. <laughs> AEW Dynamite brought the holiday bash to Greensboro this week. Uh, live show for Dynamite, tape show for Rampage, Rampage show airing on Christmas night. So last night it was on. Um, Pretty fun shows. Uh, nothing that I would call big needle movers uh, minus one surprise day, but um, but I, I thought really really fun shows, including a ridiculously fun main event for Dynamite. Um, yeah, just had a, a great time uh, watching both shows. Uh, but uh, Dynamite kicked off with Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy, two guys that. I did not expect to have really great working chemistry, but I, I thought this was an awesome opener on Dynamite this week. Uh, the the way that basically Cole sold the frustration of OC yeah. not getting serious with him was a 10. I feel like Orange Cassidy has finally kind of worked out the balance of, you know, wrestling to comedy. Because mm-hmm. uh, it definitely was way too much comedy at the beginning here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I feel I feel like he's really in 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 the pocket has found that sweet spot of of balancing like the two. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you know, putting Cole's hands in his pockets and and Cole's selling that, and you know, doing the old pocket his own pocket stuff, and you know, his 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 great athleticism and the you know the armless arm drags that, that he does. It it all it all worked really really well. Uh, I agree. It was a it was a really fun match until you know the undisputed elite or whatever they're going to be called. Uh, finally made their uh, full-on appearance here. Yeah, uh, early on in the match, the Bucks and Brandon Cutler came out to the ramp, so uh, OC jumped to the outside, took out Cutler, best friends took out the Bucks, looked like we weren't going to have any further distraction or interference, but Bobby Fish ran down, distracting the official, and while uh, the official, who was Bryce, was distracted, who comes from the crowd but wearing a t-shirt with his name and indicating he's the violent artist. That's a nickname. It was Kyle O'Reilly to kind of a mixed response. It was not the holy shit moment that I thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, you know, Kyle O'Reilly is a really good talent. Yeah. But he's not a top tier, you know, right. superstar or, or and then I don't mean that by WWE super. I mean that as in like a superstar in the business. Right. Uh, a star that is super. Um, you know, he's a name, but... Had this happened at any other point in the show, not involving Adam Cole, baby, yeah. and or Bobby Fish, it definitely would have probably been a dull fart. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 with you on that one. Um, but uh, with the distraction and the attack from Kyle O'Reilly, Cole was able to hit the boom, get the win post match. Kyle O'Reilly beats down OC. Uh, Adam Cole pulls him off. Best friends run in. They get beat down by the group formerly known as the Undisputed Era. Uh, and then they're standing in the ring looking confident. The Bucks come out and they looked very confused, which seems to indicate we are going to be getting some sort of Undisputed Era elite feud, which leads to kind of a interesting question for you, Chris. Who's the for, heel? Well, not just that, but okay. for the past two years, we had, uh, until the shift of Tuesdays, we had a feud between AEW and NXT. Now you have if not all of the top guys, but three of the top guys from NXT as a faction in AEW. 
How do you think that's going to be received by the AEW crowd? It's clearly like Cole. I still think, at least personally, Bobby Fish is a wet fart. He's a he's a he can go in the ring, but I don't give a shit if they cut him tomorrow. I wouldn't care. Do you think yeah. that there's kind of a weird, I don't know, tension in the air of these guys who were a few months ago the enemy now being top guys in the company? Uh, I I don't think so. I feel like the AEW office and audience knows the history of you know those guys were all in ring of honor before they were ever in nxc wwe together right um so you know i i I don't think i don't think it i think that may be an overthinking statement word wise Mm -hmm. i'm good at speaking Mm -hmm. talk (laughs) um (laughs) but it'll it, it is this kind of a way of uh, no, I, I, this is even more of an overthinking of it. it. Is the undisputed elite? Uh, that's just I'm assuming what they're going to call it. They, yeah, they, 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 they don't have a name, name yet. I'm sure they'll have one by Wednesday. But you could tell they all wanted to do the hand sign really, really badly <laughs> <laughs> when they were posing there for a really long time to not the biggest response I think that they were hoping for, as you alluded to. Um, is this a sign that, you know... It, it, could this be seen as kind of a win for uh, a retrospective win for WWE if these three guys, you know, get over and win this feud over the Bucks and and I'm assuming will be Omega? Yeah, yeah, I, I assume that's going to be the trio. Well, honestly, I could see version one of the match being Bucks Cutler. and Cutler, and sure. that maybe puts Cutler. the Bucks on the shelf for a bit, and then you know, um, when come Omega back is ready to come. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll do a whole thing then. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I am looking forward to uh, it. Got announced for Dynamite this coming week. It's going to be the best friends against uh, Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish. I think that match would be super fun. So looking forward sure, to that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how fans take to basically the NXT act being pushed in AEW. Anyway, well, I think I th- I, the, the basis, the, ba- the it comes down to Adam Cole being fucking over, uh, yeah. or at least his entrance being over. Um, so I feel like they'll be okay, uh, at least at the start. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, uh, and they they aren't running out, you know, Red Dragon as a as a tag team yet. So that, yet. that definitely helps a bit. Yeah. We had a recap of the Hangman Page, Brian Danielson, 60 minute draw, which led to Hangman Page coming to the ring for an interview with Tony Schiavone. But of course, interrupted very quickly by best heel in the world right now. Brian mm-hmm. Danielson uh, called him an entitled millennial cowboy um, <laughs> because uh, Page was talking about how after uh, winning the match, he didn't feel like a winner. He felt like he, he didn't prove that he was worthwhile as a champion, proving which I think is an important thing for the continued uh, storyline of Hangman Page's proof of uh, mental illness and overcoming it. That hey, everyone has bad days, even after overcoming uh, yeah. our own our own issues. Um, but you know, said the voice of a generation, Hangman Page. Exactly. Uh, but Danielson said that Page should be disappointed. The fans should be disappointed. Because if anyone should be champion, it's him, Brian Danielson. He said he wants that rematch on January 5, which would be the TBS debut. Uh, and he said, you know what? I'm not going to have any matches before January 5. Problem with me was I had too many matches before our last one. Um, so uh, what they decided to lay out was because there was a draw previously, if they go 60 minutes again, we're going to have judges there. And Chris, I ask you right now, as of Jan- uh, as of uh, December twenty sixth, will Ooh. one of those judges be Ric Flair? Man, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Especially because, uh, oh man, who was Flair talking? Was it was it about Brian that he was talking shit? Yeah, about? Yeah, he was talking shit the about other Brian day? the other day, which is absolute horseshit. He said he's it's just good, absurdity. Not like that, that's just an old man trying to keep relevant. Is all yeah. that is. Yeah. Uh, by burying, trying to bury the the new, not even. The, I mean, Brian's not the new generation. No, by no, any no. Brian's been wrestling for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. But yeah, that that kind of irked me. Just shut up, Rick. Um, <laughs> I just, I feel like there has to be 
uh, a certain age limit for people to talk about shit. I just I'm the list of people whose opinions I give zero fucks about is growing by the day or week with all these horrible takes that are coming out. Uh, Honestly, more wrestlers should not have podcasts. Like I, I I, I think, I think the, the uh, Conrad verse basically set a standard uh, that, that everyone and their brothers trying to meet and failing. Uh, Not too many people in pro wrestling have takes that are worthwhile. And I'll even say within the Conrad verse have takes within wrestling that still need to be established. What's the the Eric Bischoff show called? Eighty six weeks. The fact that they've uh, yeah. talked about everything in WCW and they're still going. Like fucking why? Like yeah, Rock limited series. That shit, dog. Uh, well, they're making money. That's why. Well, yeah, I, and people I, are listening. Fair. Not me. Fair. Not me. Fair. But uh, I'm sure, yeah. and I'm sure the Shivani one was great. Uh, I, and from what I, I kind of see the Jeff Jarrett show is actually getting some good. Uh, yeah, because Jarrett's time. realistic. <laughs> Jarrett will, <laughs> will f- like that's the, that's the thing that is very interesting is is Jarrett I think is going to become one of those guys like Kevin Nash who you know now that we've had some time and distance and you yeah. see who they are now you're like you know what they might have had a point then uh jared's very honest about like look i got where i got because of my dad uh we did certain things because we were being paid to do it you know like guy holds nothing back which uh, i admire but you know you said rick flair booker t is another one where it's just like shut the fuck up amen uh uh, bully ray ray fuck that guy (laughs) uh bischoff's on that list for me yeah you just that the number of guys where it's clear, oh, well, I, I'm on a podcast. It's time for me to go into business for myself. Maybe we can make some, I mean, Cornette, another one, where it's just like, let, let's let's try to to build some real heat with some people so that we could do business. And it's like, fuck off. Like, I feel like Jericho borders on that sometimes. And, I'm, yeah. you know, I haven't listened to Jericho in a while. Uh, does, does Stone Cold still do his? No, no, because uh, he's primarily doing the, uh, the interviews uh-huh. for Peacock now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And Jr. 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 Has still a does his. One, right? Yeah, he does a Conrad one. But e- even he—that's a guy who is actively in pro wrestling, right? As we speak, and he's talking about what you know he's doing on a week in week out basis. Like that's more a, a peek behind the curtain than you know trying to relive the glory days. It's just it's yeah. it's weird and it sucks, and I'm not a big fan of it. That's my likewise. My so who do you sense. think the judges? Uh, will be you got any ideas i you think feel they'll, like uh, card out dean malenko uh i mean malenko will be there anyway so that, you know right. that'll be a good one i hope to god bischoff isn't one of them yeah um, likewise i'm trying to think crockett wouldn't be i mean they just had david crockett at the rampage show it wouldn't shock me wall frontier <laughs> no no <laughs> of uh nwa fame I, yeah no. um <laughs> you know what uh it's gonna be kevin have- smith it's gonna be T Pain. Okay. No, it's gonna be a full. It's gonna be a full Go Big Show group. It's gonna be T Pain, oh, Burt Kreischer, and uh, Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. That, that's who the I judges mean, are gonna be. I'll never scoff at a Rosario Dawson appearance. However, do I want the live action Ahsoka rating a pro wrestling match live on TV? Probably yeah. not. Well, you don't now. You don't, if she wants to, you know, if they want to throw on Michael Jackson's ABC and she wants to bounce around, then I'm okay with it. That's, <laughs> the possible future Mrs. Cory Booker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they still is that still a thing i think so uh i i i i, I don't know for sure but i think they are um anyway back to to dynamite uh mjf pinnacle or backstage is basically a promo for the pinnacle to talk shit about their opponents uh i noted at that point that uh mjf and ftr had matching gear which mwah, that's an mm-hmm. excellent choice granted they're about to be trumped uh, later on in the show by the, the their opponents on the other side of the ring. But I yeah. always – I'm a simple man when it comes to pro wrestling. If you're in a street fight, tuck your jeans, jeans in your boots. Yeah. If you are uh, a tag team or you're being put together on a multi-man team, have matching gear. And uh, if you're in a t- tournament where you're in multiple matches in one night, different gear for every match. That's all I ask for. <laughs> you're a simple man. Very simple man. man. Um, the one thing that I did think was interesting, Chris, did you notice this? Some fun, subtle AEW storytelling. Whenever MJF was talking, he was standing directly in front of Wardlow. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. I thought that was a nice little touch there. 
Speaking of Wardlow, he proceeded to then have a match where he murdered Sean Dean with four power bombs. R.I.P. Captain. We got a video package. Yeah, not making it happen at all. It was all soggies there. Uh, (laughs) We got a video package hyping the TNT Championship match between Sammy and Cody Rhodes, which of course led to Dan Lambert with the Men of the Year up in the rafters, cutting a promo. Uh, talking shit about the fans, talking how awesome he is, talking shit to Tony Khan, talking about how you have to be in Tony Khan's good graces to move up in this company. He said Tony Khan's trying to use him to get the fans to cheer for Cody, even though Cody's a bigger dick than I am. Great line. Yeah, I mean, he's not saying anything incorrect. I just don't really care to hear it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is clearly building to uh, the TNT champion more on that in a moment against uh ethan page and scorpio sky and in different matches but we'll see how that goes Britt baker rebel and jimmy Hader were backstage for their christmas party this was really about uh Britt baker talking shit about her match against riho which will be january 8th at battle of the belts Uh, also tony tried to sneak some mistletoe which means he's probably gonna eat a panama sunrise sometime (laughs) at least a super kick yeah we had a video package putting over the Owen Hart tournament. And by putting over the Owen Hart tournament, I mean people put over Owen Hart. Uh, this was a cool video package. I thought the timing was a little strange because we still don't know much about the tournament, like when's going to happen or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think sort of explaining why Owen Hart was so respected between guys who worked with him, like Mark Henry and yeah. Matt Hardy Dustin. and Dustin was a good idea, along with the newer generation putting him over like Adam Cole, Eddie Kingston 2.0. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was a really clever idea. It was also really cool to see like high quality New Japan footage in there. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, uh, not that any of them are listening, but New Japan, seriously, can you make your fucking video player HD? Just fucking do the thing, guys. It's not hard. <laughs> I know you have the video. Uh, because whenever you were on access, it was like gorgeous looking, please yeah. higher quality video. If you don't want to do it for the live shows, fine, but we put that shit on VOD. Give me the 1080p. I need it. I need it. In a TBS championship tournament match, Ruby Soho and Nyla Rose. Um, the majority of things people paid attention to on the internet during this match were not one, but two really shitty crowd sign uh, crowd signs. Oh, what was the second one? I saw the one. Um, well, there was the Nyla Rose one, uh, which, yeah. um, you know. That fan got ejected. A fan got ejected for. Uh, I don't know if the fan got ejected, but the sign uh, got taken away. Also in the front row uh, was uh, a sign that called her Ruby Sumho and uh, something about sucking. Uh, oh, wah, wah. Come yeah. on, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it was low-hanging fruit, and it just was like, why the? Why the fuck do you do that? If <laughs> How much does that front row seat cost for you to have a dumb right? fucking sign? I mean, there's been a few of these lately where, like, you know, the people with the cornet signs and whatnot buying front row tickets oh. at AEW. Like, what the fuck are you doing? They got your money, guys. The Carolinas go to Carolina. We'll just put it yeah. that way. Uh, and then the other thing people talked about was the jacket malfunction at the beginning of the match. Yeah, yeah. Ruby definitely lost her jacket. And it looked to me, unless she was selling really fucking well, I think she jacked her shoulder in this match. Yes. Yeah. The way the doctors came to her at the end of the, uh, yeah, at the, end pulled of the match definitely. Pulled her away from fans. Yeah, made me worried that the title match may not happen. Yeah. Or may um, not happen immediately. The match itself didn't do a lot for me. I thought the finishing stretch was good, but I thought it was a, a little uh a little herky-jerky. Like there it wasn't a very uh smooth match between these two. The one positive no. though was and this is a, a weird thing, but I I just pointed out as a positive it sounded like there was a group of kids near one of the cameras, so they were picked up on Mike, who were super into this match. And well, there are a few things which I find more joyful than hearing kids really get excited about the faces and get really angry at the heels. That's the, right. The plus, fun of uh, uh, plus, Vicky Guerrero ate an enziguri, so that's always fun. <laughs> yes. Um, but the winner of that match, which is Ruby, will be facing the winner of Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill, which will be coming up this week on Dynamite. Uh, we had a video package recapping the Hikaru Shida and Serena Deep feud, which must continue. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, give us a stipulation match or something. Bring that cage back. Let's yeah. do something. That's the seven. Yeah. Then we had Malachi Black against Griff Garrison, which um, I, I got really excited because the first move was uh, Black hitting Gr- Griff Garrison <laughs> with a kick, and I thought for sure that was going to be the match. Yeah. It wasn't. Garrison got uh, a few hope spots, but it was more Black just continuing to beat the fuck out of him and winning with a sick-looking single-leg crab. Yeah, he really wrenched into that shit. Uh, I will say uh, props to Griff Garrison. He got some big air on that uh, Tope Conjuro to the outside yes. uh, that Black ate every inch of. Uh, that was really good. But, yeah, he got the submission on uh, on Griff, did Malachi, and then Brian Pillman Jr. came in and ate a delicious-looking Black Mass or whatever he's calling it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pillman went down super hard and, and- – yeah, it was. Great. Which you love to see. Yeah, you love to see. Lo- it. Love to see it. <laughs> Matt Hardy backstage cutting a promo with Private Party. Mark Quinn's back talking shit about uh, Jurassic Express, saying that uh, Private Party should be the contender instead of Jurassic Express. And on Friday, because they were going to be facing in a singles match, uh, Isaiah Cassidy would pound that ass. Oh, Interesting turn of phrase. Yes, which of course uh, you know, Jungle Boy made fun of. Uh, sure. Well, I'm sure there's a certain uh, contingent of the internet that enjoyed hearing Jungle Boy talk about pounding his ass. Yes. Um, you know, but yeah, that's uh, that was that was that was interesting. Is has has Marco Stunt silently been released from the company? Marco Stunt, you're gonna love this, Chris. Marco Stunt is currently a part of the Voice. Uh, okay. Marco Stunt did <laughs> I know open he, like, auditions. You know, Got through and has not on his posted. own merits. This is oh, not on a, his own a t- merit. Yeah, because the voice is an NBC product, so there yeah. wouldn't be any kind of corporate synergy. No, no, no. This was on here. his own merit. He did the open auditions. He got through, and to my understanding, he hasn't really said much more about it since. Which makes me think he may be progressing. Huh. So I mean. It's an interesting story. He's a funny looking little guy. He's uh, got a and, and, he can sing. A few years ago, coming out of the Jericho cruise, all people were talking about was yeah. like how he played this set and blew people away. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Okay, all right. Yeah. Because uh, he's been a little conspicuous by his absence, and he certainly the new has. Jurassic Express shirt has Christian <laughs> Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy on it. Yeah. So gotta uh, love, by the way, uh, Shop AEW slash Pro Wrestling Tees releasing a Christmas themed Jurassic Express and Christian shirt two days before Christmas, when their average impossible. shipping turnaround yeah. time is four to six right. weeks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, whatever. There's always uh, next Christmas. Exactly. And then the main event was uh, basically a, a WCW house show classic. Yeah, it was. Uh, talked about In the pinnacle. Every meeting. Or as they called it, MJFTR. It was Love it. MJF, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. They came out. They looked great. And then first here comes Sting to a huge prop from the Greensboro crowd. And he had fucking CM Punk's fists drawn on his forehead. <laughs> I mean, whoever did that that artwork was really fucking good because that shit looked spot on. It did, but it also looked really fucking silly at the same time. Oh, it was goofy as shit. And I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. You want the big pop first. I, I would have gone, it, I don't know, cause Punk returning to Greensboro is kind of big too. Yeah. But I feel like Greensboro is like fucking Sting country. Oh, so yeah. I probably would have had Sting come out last to get that final yeah. big pop. But what do yeah. I know? Uh, some schlub in his basement. Dar- Darby comes out. He's rocking the old uh, pink and black sting face paint on one side yeah. of his face. And then Punk comes out in full 80s, 90s sting cosplay, yep. uh, which I-, I thought was really, really fun. Uh, the match Including itself. Including scorpion tights. Yes. Complete with, uh, complete with the Chicago flag across the scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some long boys. But uh, th- this was, you know, faces do cool things. He'll show ass up to and including. Uh, they did the Scooby-Doo spot with MJF running up the arena steps being chased by CM Punk, um, yeah. <laughs> which was super fun. Uh, there was one moment, though, where Sting does a hip toss to the floor for on MJF over the top rope on FTR. Yeah. MJF decides, fuck it, I'm going to lawn dart myself on top of my head. Yeah. Oh, was that his... Thing? I mean, did he not? Did he over rotate? Did he under rotate? Did I don't know. Rotate. I just know it, it looked, looked really rough. fucking bad, though. At uh, first, up to and including where I was sitting there wondering, 
Was the finish supposed to be Dax taking the bullet? Because that bump was scary, and I could almost see them being like, all right, we're calling an audible. I'm going to take the fucking finish instead. (laughs) Yeah, hey, you know, that's fine. He ate, what, all three finishers? Yeah, yeah. He ate all three finishers. Dax took the... uh, he took the GTS, he took the Scorpion Death Drop, and then took an ugly coffin drop. That was, a, that was a big distance Darby pulled on yeah, that one. All 85 pounds of Darby landed directly on Dax for the pin. Everybody yeah. goes home happy, just what you want for the holidays. Sure. And uh, appropriately enough, uh, a happy ending as opposed to... Rampage, which aired on Crimbo. Show kicked off with Jungle Boy versus Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, really fun match between these two yeah, guys. Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, Isaiah Cassidy is really good at doing crazy fun spots with Jungle Boy. The primary yeah. thing I took away from this, and I feel like I should have noticed it because dude's been in the ring a lot lately. Uh, Jungle Boy really thickened out. Uh, musculature wise? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, beefed he's, up a little. He beefed up in a good way. He, he looked yeah. a little twinky, but now... He's, yeah. he's looking like a beefy boy. I think he's ready for that, yeah. that big time push. Um, but uh, Jungle Boy wins in just under nine minutes with a snare trap. Uh, good stuff. Uh, unsurprisingly, Hardy Family Office tried to get involved. Luchasaurus and Christian Cage took him out, including Matt Hardy eating a spear on the floor from Christian nice. Cage. Uh, then we had a Miro promo. Still oh. in the void. Okay. Still no John Oliver. Or 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 uh, J- A. Sean Benjamin. No, A. Sean Benjamin, unfortunately. Okay, bummer. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, "Redemption doesn't come with a smile; it comes with a price." So okay, we're getting All more right. of Miro. Hook and Bear Bronson had a match. Hook, unbelievably over, and yep. credit to Bear Bronson. Bear gave this kid fucking everything. Match nice. ruled. A lot of it was the same spots we saw in the match with um, Fuego, but uh-huh. Bear Bronson just being a beefier dude, eating head and arm Taz plexes and, and other crazy shit. Like, I, I think the move is that Hook is going to become A, a submission guy, but B, a suplex guy, uh, fathering in his father's footsteps. And uh, Okay, I mean, I'd, I'd like him to beef up a little more, but yeah. for to be a suplex guy, but alright, I'll take it. But uh, he, he's super over already. Like, when his music hits, yeah, the, the live crowd lost their fucking shit. Very um, good. They love to see it. Yes, uh, but uh, Hook wins with the red rum, with Bear Bronson tapping out in just over three minutes. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch had a Ooh. short but really fun match. It was uh, a Kristoff special. <laughs> yeah, very much a Kristoff special. <laughs> Nobody got entrances on this one. Like uh, we came back to the tele, uh, you know, came back to the TV with uh, Chris's music ding. playing as she's in ring. Um, yeah, really, really fun match. Chris winning with the spider crab, which was awesome. Okay. Uh, after the match, Chris Statlander tries to shake the hand. Hirsch swats it away, so I guess we're going to get more from Layla soon. Again, please put her in Team Taz. I don't just say yes. that because she's short and does suplexes. I think she'd be awesome with them. Agreed. And then the main event was uh, Cody Rhodes against Sammy Guevara for the TMT Championship. It was a story of two matches for me because this match absolutely fucking ruled. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, I mean, as was their match back at the first dynamite yeah. ever um yeah. i i thought it was great work by both guys but wrong man won as cody Rhodes wins and becomes a three-time tnt champion i aside from cody being a champion again i just feel really bad for sammy guevara because his first taste of gold in AEW being, you know dethroning uh miro yeah uh and then this, nothing and then nothing what yeah, he beat bobby he, fish he, he beat, beat Jay fish, Jay, yeah he got to be the guy who people debuted against and lost and then he was second third guy in the american top team feud congratulations yeah very it was, weird. It, it's 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 such a shame i mean i'm sure he can recover maybe you know he's uh taking some time off after his uh you know broken engagement or you know i don't know I, maybe there's a reason behind it. Uh, we'll I'll, we'll see how this plays out, but 
you know, you never want to see Homelander win another belt. Yeah. Well, uh, I will say uh, a segment that was sh- shown and done in front of the live crowd but was not on television. They're going to be back in North Carolina in a few weeks. Uh, uh-huh. Hook came out to confront Cody and Cody said, how about we do it for the TNT title when we're back in North Carolina? So maybe that's <sighs> something we're going to have happen. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you want to get heat for Cody, you have him beat Hook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sacri- way to get- Sacrifice Hook to Cody. But uh, hell, if Cody beats or if Hook beats Cody, that would fucking rule. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure Ch- Taz is having a t- blowing up TK's phone yeah, yeah. trying to get that shit to happen. Come on, brother. Let's do this. Uh, By the way, uh, I just have to address Taz not giving a fuck on commentary because he knows he's going to be replaced next week with Jr. coming back. Yeah. Was a ten out of fucking ten. He yes. was he was chippy all night long. Yeah. He was giving shit to Tony. He was giving shit to Excalibur. I fucking loved it. Uh, you know, it's good that Jr. is you know feeling good enough to to come back. But yeah. man, I'm going to miss Taz on commentary. Same, same. And uh, if if you have access to fight, my understanding is uh, during pitcher and pitcher, it's basically you got a taste of dark commentary. Uh, oh, Taz had been uh, had had been in the booth. Basically, nice. he and Excalibur get real silly until they have to come back to television, which I thought I was love a, it. Uh, a fun little twist. Anyway, speaking of Dynamite this week, they're back in Jacksonville. They're back at Daly's place, which you know what? At the rate things are going, maybe they'll be back there again. Uh, we're <laughs> we're gonna have the aforementioned return of Jim Ross, who is literally getting his final cancer treatment that morning. Oh, jeez. Uh, we're going to have the TNT, or not TNT, TBS Championship Tournament. Jade Cargill, Thunder Rosa, winner going against Ruby Riot in the finals. We're going to have Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against Daniel Garcia in 2.0. And oh, yeah. the uh, Undisputed Era trio of Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish against Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, and Chucky e. T of the Best Friends. Sounds like a great show. I'm sure we're going to get another match or two added before showtime, but it uh, should be a really, really fun match or a really, really fun show with some fun matches as the last dynamite of the year is upon us. Chris, anything mm. you want to say? Because the next time everybody's going to hear from us is next year. Holy shit. This year's over already. Yeah, it is. It is, bud. Uh, Nib high football rules. <laughs> the roughhouse podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee pizza rolls and the stench of dirty litter boxes follow christoph and marty on twitter at roughhouse sgw at facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast and at patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast for early access to episodes exclusive podcasts roughhouse redos and roughhouse divided movie trivia games new episodes drop every single monday on spotify apple podcasts google play stitcher tune in and wherever you find your favorite podcasts Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The Rough House podcast is brought to you by the AJ Style School for Talking Good promo well. If you want to like me, have a good talk style words with your speech, simply... Make sure that you cut the promo for people to be like, yeah, that man has the points for with talking app. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is now accepting applications for prospective new students. Are you an aspiring pro wrestler but not sure if you can handle yourself on the stick? Then call the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well to hone your craft, just like the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For example, Claire Lynch, that ain't a, that's not a good. So I was like, uh-uh. And, and then Dixie Carter, she said, hmm. And I'm like, you got it, because I'm, I'm the one that's pheno- phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one here in this environment of wrestling. All right, we got six sides on like... four now, AJ! We got four sides in the... One, this is my house, and this is where I live. I'm the best, I'm the best that's ever been in the world. I'm the best that there is. Be the best that there is, just like AJ Styles. The AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well will make sure you're ready to take the squared circle by vociferous force. Classes include Spitting Hot Fire 101, Advanced Pipe Bomb Dropping, and Mush Mouth Management. Send in your application now to the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well and make yourself phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and if you have desires to speak, 
in a fashion much than the way that I have done talks before with the way I've done words all the, with my mouth. I make speak, and people go, man, and then I kick people. Usually it heads, I, my head, I'm in the, I kick them in the head is what I do. Um, I'm a total knockout. E, EC, TNA. TNA is what I'm in. Because that's, that's where I'm really hoping I get hired by WWE. I'll wear a mask. I hear there's a SIM card open. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is located in the Deep South, right in front of Foreign Object Warehouse and perpendicular to the KFC. 